Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Today's episode is all about using Facebook groups to get paying clients with my good friend, uh, Christina John Dolly. Christina is a confidence-boosting, cash-creating business growth strategist who helps online business owners stand out, get seen, and create six-figure-plus profits using the power of Facebook groups. After becoming a millionaire in her mid-20s, losing it and rebuilding it all over again and climbing the corporate ladder, she realized she was ready to build her own dream business and not someone else's. You are in for a treat today, my friend, because this is a jam-packed episode. Don't let the amount of time that we're talking mislead you. We're going to be diving into why Facebook groups are such an amazing tool to not only build sales, but build relationships with your potential customers. We share the exact three types of business owners that Facebook groups are a benefit to. And we also talk about the dreaded engagement bubble. There is some awesome um, amazing information that we're going to be sharing, including some very specific strategies and exact words that you can use to start driving up engagement in your Facebook group right this very second. I can't wait for you to dive on in. Christina, I can't wait to dive into this topic all about Facebook groups because I know even right now, maybe more than ever, um, people are thinking of, about Facebook groups as this the hottest, newest kid on the block. And yet you and I know <laughs> Facebook <laughs> groups have been around for a while. So whether you're listening right now and you're thinking, I have a Facebook group that's like sitting and, and dusty and collecting like mold on the shelf, or maybe Facebook groups are fairly new to you, uh, you're going to want to um, stick around and, and let's dive in into kind of how did you decide out of all of the million and one different strategies to start and grow your business and really accelerate that growth? Why Facebook groups? Like, why do you still feel like right now it's still relevant for us to even be having this conversation? It's a great question. So it, it first started out of desperation, actually, when things, there was things, nothing that seemed to be working. And I felt like I tried all the things and I kept feeling like I was falling short of the numbers that I'd set for myself. And when I really took an honest look at like, what was the, like, what was the thing that I was really missing? Cause you know, I was constantly searching that shiny object, maybe this thing and so-and-so is doing something and following down the rabbit trail. When I really got honest, I realized that the thing that I was missing was the relationship piece. And when I sent an email to my list, I didn't know who was on the other side. It felt really cold and I didn't know who's, who I was speaking to. So I thought, well, how can I create relationships and that connection with my audience online? And that's when I realized a Facebook group was the perfect place to do that. And if you fast forward to today with everyone on lockdown or just like the, the, the world has changed, we, there's not the same type of in-person experiences or in events that we once had before, depending on the time that you're listening to this. 
that things have really changed and people are craving connection more than ever. And people are so disconnected right now. And so when having a Facebook group in today's day and age is like the new way of marketing that's creating that connection and that experience and the humanness of a brand that is getting so lost with the automation and the disconnection that's happening in the online space. I love it. And so walk me back to kind of why or who who should be thinking about using a Facebook group. So what I'm hearing from you is that Uh, what you were missing was that personal connection, building relationships, actually being able to kind of see each other, even virtually like eye to eye um, inside of this, this kind of private safe community. Who do you believe should be using a Facebook group? Because I mean, you and I um, connected using Facebook. (laughs) When I (laughs) I know when I was just starting out a community, um, actually just starting out my own, my own profile. And I remember joining your community at the time and receiving a message. And I know that sometimes we feel like um, it can, it can be icky or spammy or a lot of work, like all of the, the negative things. And so if right now you're listening because you've tried it before and it hasn't worked or you've been in other groups and it just really hasn't felt like home and you're thinking, how in the heck do I even think about using this as a potential uh, lever in my business? Who would be the best suited? Like, is there any type of business that you have found it's not appropriate for them to actually use and grow a Facebook group in order to grow their own business as well? I think it's less about the type of business and it's more about the person behind the business. Mm-hmm. And I, and if, if you don't have a desire to want to get to know the people that you serve, then a Facebook group's not meant for you. So I really kind of look at it from the perspective of there's three types of people that I think a Facebook group is great for. Number one is you have an idea of who you want to serve, but maybe you haven't figured out what your, you want your offers to be yet. And maybe you've been getting kind of tripped up thinking, what am I supposed to offer th- these people? What can I help them with? I think those type of people, Facebook groups phenomenal for, because it really gives you the opportunity to start building an, uh, an audience and a following. And then you're able to ask these people that have raised their hand to be in your space, what it is that they want. And you get to create and sell to them based on what it is that they shared with you. The second type of person that I think a Facebook group is ideal for is someone who is already, you know, they've already started, they're clear on who they're serving, they're clear on their offer, but they're not getting, they're not seeing the the level of conversions that they'd like to see when they're going through their launch sequence or when they're putting an offer out there, they're not seeing the level of conversion that they want to see. And the reason why a Facebook group is phenomenal for these people is that really gives you the opportunity to dial in your messaging because you're having real-time conversations with people that gives you the opportunity to be able to pivot, to course correct, and also to really get a pulse on what your people are needing, wanting, what they're speaking into. And so whether you do that through having you know a long-term group and you're continuing to learn more and more, or you decide to use it as an add-on during a launch campaign, or you have a pop-up group and you have it open and closed for a period of time, really gets you to dial in your conversions. And I've seen, 
you know, I've seen many of my students go and double, triple, even quadruple their conversions by adding on a pop-up group to what, what they were already doing. The third type of person that I think it's great for is people that want to have significant scale in their business. And so if they're already have, if they're already launching, if they're already converting well into their products, but they, they know that they could be doing a bit more and they know they could reach more people. It's a great way of being able to organically boost the momentum that they're already creating in their business and have the opportunity for people to come together with their friends, invite their people and really create an experience for them. I love it. And so what are some of the biggest, um, cause I mean, I think that's super helpful in, in making sure that when you're thinking about whether or not this strategy is the appropriate fit, I know for me, I, number one, I did not have an extensive background in technology. And so it was like the, it's, it was free. It was fairly easy. And it allowed me to kind of congregate people when I, at the time, I didn't have a desire to leave my house, to go to physical networking events. I actually didn't have the physical capability of doing that. And it allowed me to kind of meet people on my own terms, on my own timeline and my own schedule. And so when we think about, um, you know, that opportunity to, to have those conversations, to really dial in our messaging, to really dial in on our conversion. And I love the fact that you also give us permission that you don't have to have a Facebook group and perhaps like have it forever. You can have it just for the purpose of creating some excitement and some engagement and um, to really deeply connect with people that you want to serve with the products and services that you're, you're launching or that you're trying to promote in that small window of time. When we're thinking about, I guess, some of the biggest mistakes, because I know right now you may be listening and because I'm hearing a lot of noise in the market around my Facebook group engagement is dead. I tried this before and it's not working. They're not talking to me like crickets or how do I know if I'm getting the right people? Like all, like just getting confused with all the things. Can you walk us through, I guess, what are some of the biggest mistakes that people are making when they are trying to use a Facebook group to grow their business and it's actually not helping to grow their business? It's a great question. And I think so many struggling Facebook group hosts really get, they get hung up on wanting to over wanting to give so much because they care deeply about the people that they're serving. They tend to be very heart centered and want to make a difference for people. And, and they uh, unfortunately have a belief that if I just give more stuff, if I just give more value, if I give more how to's, if I give more tips and tricks and things, then finally I'll be able to see, you know, I'll be able to get the result or maybe then people see the value that I bring and people will buy. And the challenge is, is that when you're pouring out all that content and you're pouring out how to, all that how-to content, you're stacking all of this and you're overwhelming your people. You're providing a lot of these, what I call like band-aid solutions. It's like, it's a one quick fix on something, but taken out of context, isn't really going to serve the person. The other human get another result. And so think about if you've ever been in a Facebook group and, or even online and, and you see these posts that are great value and then you click and you save the post. You're like, oh, this is great. I'm going to come back to this later. Like, do you ever actually go back through that and actually do anything with it? No, right? <laughs> so you, it's, it's stockpiles for you. And then what happens, all these stockpiles. And so even if you're pouring out great value in your group, 
then your people are saving all these posts and, and then they think, well, I already have all this to do. I'm not ready to invest in another program. I'm not ready to invest in the next thing because I already have all these other things to do. And so you're, you're actually doing a disservice to your members and leaving them more confused than ever because your people don't want a million step. They just want clarity. And so the aim of the game is really helping orchestrate the the aha experience for your people to have the clarity as to what it is that they need to do. And the second thing that I see people making a lot of mistakes that's killing engagement in their group is that uh, they're, you know, when they're focused, wanting to create engagement, they're trying so hard. So they're pouring out a lot of what I call mindless engagement. So they're asking questions that have nothing to do with what, how they serve people, nothing to do with how they help people in business. So it's like, do you have a dog or a cat? Do you like coffee or tea? Uh, you know, and you're, share, you're asking some of these questions that are really irrelevant. And so there's a place for mindless content because if you want to drop a piece of mindless content before you're going to do a promotional post, you'll actually get more reach on your promotional post. But to just pour that stuff in and you're constantly putting mindless engagement, you get stuck in what I call the engagement bubble. You just keep spinning and spinning and spinning and you're not leading people anywhere. And it feels like you're on a perpetual treadmill of pumping out more and more content and having to work hard for every like and comment rather than actually really creating a sense of community and two-way interaction. I love that. And I mean, guys, you're listening right now and you're probably nodding. You're probably nodding your head because who hasn't been there? And so I love the fact that you had shared because I think, let's face it, we are here to serve. And I know that I know that right now you are listening and thinking, well, how the heck do I still give? Because I think there's this misnomer and I, I talk about it a lot, right? Like, give freely and be able to give value. And I think this is such an important distinction that you make that giving value isn't necessarily about giving more information, right? It's not so true. about more so information. True. Yeah. And I love what you shared. And I'd love to dig in a little bit more about what this might look like for folks who might be struggling, right? Who might be struggling to really wrap their heads around. I don't understand uh, I, I'm giving, I need to give value. How do I still give value? Where does the clarity come in? How do I create those aha moments if I'm not giving them the steps or the, the how-tos or the more traditional value that we're being taught in the market where it's like give, 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 and then sell. And you know that listening here, I always tell you, you need to give and sell. Because in the giving, there is a component of selling. Selling is serving. And so we have to be unapologetic about the fact that the true answer and the true results and the true transformation lies in the transaction that they're going to have with you. And that until that moment happens, they're not committed to their own results. And I mean, you are sitting here listening to this. And I know that 99% of the time, you're not implementing what we're giving to you right now, <laughs> right? You're going to move forward in small baby steps. And so how do we help you right now listening to go from like, this is your wake up call. Stop giving to the point where you're exhausted, you're frustrated, and people aren't listening to you. They're saving and consuming boatloads of information. And yet they keep saying, this is great, but when it comes time to actually investing in your programs, because I think we do get lost in that 
that engagement bubble and, and more importantly, the kind of the giving bubble, like give, Absolutely. give, 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 and then selling doesn't feel good or we sell, but because we've given so much, people feel like I can't possibly invest because I still have to go through all of this other stuff that you've given to me for free first. So can you talk a little bit more about where that breakdown happens and, and how can we move through? Is there one specific thing that people can, mm. can act on right now? So I want you to think about this for a moment. If you think about, you know, when you meet someone new or maybe you go to a dinner party and you're at a dinner party and you're you know, spending some time with, you know, other people at dinner party, you're engaging in conversation. You ever have someone at a dinner party and they just, they're incessantly talking and they don't ever stop and they're just talking and no one can get a word in edgewise because they're just talking and talking and sharing and they're so fired up about what they're talking about. And after a while, you kind of start to tune out because they're not really tuning into anyone else. They're making it all about themselves. Now, I want you to think on the other side, let's say you go to the other side of the table and there's this other person on the other side of the table and they're asking you questions and they're learning about like what's going on with you and what's important to you and learning about your life. And they're starting to ask you questions and you start sharing and you start getting excited because someone's put in a keen interest in learning about you and you've felt like you've been given space. You felt like you were really heard, right? There's a huge difference between the two of those. And so I want you to think that inside of your group, oftentimes if, if you're not creating space for other people to open up and share and you are constantly feeding and giving information, I want you to think about flipping the script from seek to understand versus seek to be understood. I say it again, seek to understand versus seek to be understood. Because when you're trying to people, want people to get you, you want people to get the value you can bring. You want people to get that your course or your program or your coaching is going to help them. You want them to get it. You're in a conversation of trying to prove something versus being in a conversation of really truly serving the person that's in front of you, learning what's going on for them. So you can find out what it is that you can help support them with and you can speak their language. And so I want to encourage you rather than giving information, ask questions that allow you to get in the hearts and the minds of your members in your group and allow them to feel like they're valued and important. I love that. And remember, the core of selling is about asking questions. And we talked about this over in episode number 10 with our, our whole focus on sales process. So I love the fact that really at the core of this, just be a just be a real human, right? I think sometimes we we get so like on a soapbox or on a pedestal, or all of a sudden it just feels like, what do I do with all these people that are here and nobody's talking? And then we start talking at people. So I love the fact that you've given us like a very specific thing. So right now, your action item, if you already have a group, is to go and start just asking some questions as opposed to just like spewing out verbal vomit and just all this information, which really just keeps positioning you as the go-to expert, but it doesn't allow you to deeply connect with the people that you're here to serve, right? Because I think that's what creates distance. And then it becomes uh, like you're unapproachable or you're just not somebody who, who really gets where they're at. And when people don't feel like you do understand or that you do relate or that you're so far removed from the circumstance that what you're what you're talking about what you're telling them just does not apply 
then they go somewhere else. And that's when we do get crickets. That's when we do get um, places that don't feel comfortable for us to, to be a participant in. And even though you are the leader of the group, you are still an active participant. And if right now you're thinking and maybe you're nodding your head and you're going, yeah, Susan, like, I don't even wanna be in my own group anymore. I don't wanna be in there. Well, guess what? If you don't wanna be in there, your people probably don't wanna be in there. And we've all been in those communities. We've all been at those dinner parties, like Christina had mentioned, where people are talking incessantly and it's not comfortable, right? It doesn't feel like you're valued. It doesn't feel like you have a place to be heard. No, absolutely. It's, it's so true. So I'd love to even just to kind of take a look at like, maybe even looking at a couple of questions that people can use. I think sometimes it's helpful having a little template or something that you can run with, right? For sure. So, so here's a couple of questions that you can run with that are some of my favorite ones. So one example is how do you feel about topic, whatever your topic is? So for me, I might say, how do you feel about engagement in your Facebook group? How do you feel about meeting the man of your dreams? How do you feel about losing weight? How do you feel about getting your kids to do their homework? How do you feel about, you know, getting your, um, landing the jo- your dream job? So you're just asking a question is just simply asking them how they feel. Now, the answers you're going to get to this are really going to allow you to dive into the emotional response that people have about what it is that you're helping support people with. Are they uplifted and excited? Are they disappointed and frustrated? What are the sensations, experiences that they're having? And when you start to bring a, what creates communities togetherness, a, a shared feeling, a shared experience. And so if your members are starting to share similar feelings that they're, go- that they're going through at the same time, your members start to realize, wow, like it's not just me because in their mind, they're thinking they're the only ones that have a problem, the only ones that are struggling. Everyone else has it all together because we have this highlight reel online that make us all compare to like, you know, our whole reel, our whole world to like someone's highlight reel and all the great things that are going on. And so it's often, uh, we don't realize sometimes what's going on beneath the surface. So that's a really great question to ask. Another great question to ask is, is getting into the, you know, getting into their heads of what's going on is like a very simple question to create engagement too. Might be even asking them what podcasts you listen to. And if you want to put in your niche or your area of expertise in there, so you can find out, well, who else are they tuning into? Who else are they paying attention to? Why might they be paying attention to them? You can even ask them why if you want to, but it's a great way for people to share and to voice and to be able to make it really easy on them to give you an answer. Plus, if you're going to use, you know, Facebook ads in the future, it gives you opportunity to be able to dial in your uh, targeting as well for who you're going to attract. So there's a couple little questions that you can ask. I love it. I wrote them down. I want you to write them down. I want you to use them if you have a Facebook group. And if you don't, not to worry, uh, because Christina, you have some, you have an amazing uh, resource, some a training that's coming up for us. Do you want to share a little bit more about what what we can participate in for those of us that have an existing group, but also for those who might be thinking about starting a group? Yes, absolutely. So I've got a free Grow Your Great training series that's coming up. And throughout this series, I'm going to be sharing with you guys 
if you're having the experience of lack of engagement, lack of sales or lack of growth in your group, what's really going on beneath the surface and what you need to do to make those shifts to come up so that you can start to see the results that you want to look at. But we're also going to really deep dive into how do you start generating the the members? How do you start generating the right members? How do you come up with the right name for your Facebook group? And what you need to create as an experience in your group, if you want your group to be the place that everyone's talking about, if you want your group to be the place for the place to be, if you want to get those members and you want to get them fired up and you want to have not only just people that are not, you don't want the freebie seekers, you want people that really want that true change and support of what you can help them with. And this training series is going to help you walk through exactly what you can do to get started with your group, to grow your group, engage your group, and how to move those people into sales. Awesome. So if you're listening right now, you can go to susanmcfay.com forward slash Christina, and we will have that linked up for you. And if you, otherwise it will be in the show notes below. Um, Cause I love the fact that you make it so super simple for us. Right. And, and I know that for me, when I, I mean, I'll tell you, I wouldn't have my business if I didn't have my Facebook group to begin with. Uh, because that's really what what started this all for me. I didn't have a background in technology. And I know that for you as well, Christina, right? Um, and and maybe we can we can kind of end off with you sharing a little bit more about how Facebook groups have really helped impact your business and and some of your other clients. For me, it was instrumental in not only helping me to build my business from scratch to you know six figure and now beyond that but really helping me to have a a safe place. I was struggling with my health. I was struggling with loneliness and depression and anxiety. And it gave me a community of people that I could share some of those things with, like my struggles with trying to figure out a landing page and all of the things that now come so naturally. But back then, man, it was all, it was like trying to figure out what is a poke? That's an inside joke. But if you know what a poke is on Facebook, please don't poke me. I did not know. And these were the things that I, I just basically struggled with. I'd love for you um, to share with us as we kind of head out the door. Um, how did Facebook groups transform your business? Because I think it's obviously the reason why you're so passionate about sharing it. But I'd love for uh, those of us listening to hear a little bit more about where you began, because I think we are comparing ourselves to now where you're at and and wanting to see a little bit more behind the curtains of how this unfolded for you. Yeah. So for me, before I started my Facebook group, I was trying to get to that 10K month, right? That was like the big measure, the big success that I wanted to hit. And I was falling short and so frustrated. But the month that I started my free Facebook group, I did $30,000 of like cash received. So I was selling private coaching at the time. I made $30,000 and it wasn't just contracted sales, but money received in the bank. And it was a massive breakthrough for me. And I'd love to say that everything changed at that moment, but the next month it was like, everything came to a like crashing halt. And I had 17 no's in a row. I had 17 enrollment conversations. (laughs) No, 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 no. So I felt very defeated. But when I did decide that I was going to pick up my big girl pants and really focus on what was working and what wasn't working, things really started to shift for me. And, you know, within a few months after that, I crossed six figures, you know, currently today have a seven figure online education coaching company. And 
the, you know, our sales are driven through running our campaigns with having a Facebook group as a companion to what we're doing, knowing that it really gets to create that increase in, in connection, which is what creates conversions. And it has me not only, not only the external result, but has me more excited knowing that I get to see the humans on the other side of the experience too. I love that. I love that. And I love that you shared that it hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows and unicorn sprinkles that even though we put a group together, it takes work, it takes effort. There's going to be times where it's going to not fall as well as other times. And it's really about creating that deep connection, that deep relationship. And so right now, if you're listening, I highly encourage you, uh, Christina, although she's telling us not to overgive, this is a super valuable training um, that Christina runs. And I would love for you to join because it has changed and transformed my life in the way that I do business. And it's very congruent to all the things that you've been hearing from me here on the podcast. And so you can grab that over at susanmcveigh.com forward slash Christina. And I can't thank you enough, Christina, for being on the show today and sharing all of your gems and giving us some specific things that we can do right here, right now, in order to move forward in using Facebook groups for our business. I loved it. And thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.